All right. Welcome, everybody. This is going to be the 78th episode of Embrace the Suck. And this is going to be the first ever episode about how to be introverted and still be successful on recruiting duty and, and how to get out of that introvertedness and and find your way. And, and I say that because I so here, here's the thing. I wanted to do an episode like this. But I'm going to be completely honest. My answer, and I said this on Instagram today, my answer when people ask me, like, hey, man, how do you be successful when you're introverted is, bro, just get out of your own head and just make shit happen. Like, that's my answer. But I'm not introverted. So for someone who's introverted, that it's I, I would assume it's not that easy because if it was that easy, they would do it. Um, so what I went ahead and did is I made a Facebook status and I was like, hey, who is introverted and successful on the duty? And would you be willing to come on the episode? And I actually had a resounding amount of people come uh, DM me and message me like, hey, bro, I would love to come and talk about it. And Anthony, Staff Sergeant Morgan here, was one of those people. Um, so I really, really, like I said to him beforehand, the purpose of, of the podcast, you know, a lot of people have their ideas of, of what it is. But the purpose of the podcast and this portion of it is – to get people to come on here and in and, and a free space and people talk about recruiting duty in their own words and what they're going through and, and then be able to use your story to help another person because it's, it's like, especially yourself, you know, you're saying that, Hey, I'm, I'm successful. I'm doing better. There's people who right now are struggling in their first three months, nine months, that don't feel like they'll ever make it out. They don't feel like they'll ever write one contract. They, don't, they feel like they'll never be able to get out of their own head. So I wanted to have someone who can come on and really kind of talk to that. So um, without further ado, man, I really appreciate you coming on. And um, can you kind of just talk us through that? Like being introverted, what was your your first take on the duty like when you got hissed or when you found that you were coming out here like did you was there anxiety was like what was going on in your head oh man well <laughs> anxiety is always through the roof and that's okay. unfortunately and I, it's going to be hard for some people to kind of accept that right um but it's always going to be part of it um but I, I actually volunteered to be a recruiter. Okay. Um, so you went out of your way. You were like, yo, I'm introverted, yeah. but hey, I got to somehow yeah. extrovert my ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it came down to is, you know, we always talk about uh, the enhancement to your career that an yeah. SBA makes. And I knew that uh, recruiting would take me outside of my comfort zone, essentially. Uh, and that's, well, I just shot my shot. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Throughout the whole entire process, anxiety was through the roof. And uh, I'm sure for many other introverts, they can attest to this, right? Um, it, going through the, the motions of what the schoolhouse was like was probably insanely uh, yeah, nerve wracking. So yeah, talk to me about that, man. Like, because like, I'll be honest, man, like, I, I don't know what it's like. <laughs> to be introverted at all like my whole entire life bro like i'm jumping i'm removing i'm screaming right. i'm talking so like i don't know what it's like to be introverted so like what would like let's start from there like being in brc right basic recruiter school like how we're recruiter, recruiter, recruiter course sorry well how was that experience for you as an introvert as someone going through that well i mean it was um 
what I feel, and I can only speak for myself, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. what I feel a lot of us do um, as people that are primarily introverted people is we we hype ourselves up, right? It, it's the action that's the problem. Uh, whether we commit to the action and do it to the best of our ability or not is, you know, re the real question. Uh, so that's what I did. You know, I hyped myself up. I was super motivated. I was ready to go into it. And then from the get-go, uh, the first section was uh, Marine Corps presentation skills. And that was, I mean, honestly, it was nerve-wracking. You've got three minutes to, you know, write a, a minute or two-minute speech, whatever it was. And then you have to present it to everybody. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like a, a really uh, eye-opening moment of like the real nerves that, that go into having to speak in front of people. And that's only a small portion of it, really. Yeah. But uh, so, but so it, I have a question for you. Yeah. The, this is a question that I've, I've raised in, in the past and I've brought it up and, and some people kind of get a little agitated at me, but... My thing is this, right? You're at this time when you went to BRC, were you already a staff sergeant or were you a sergeant? I was a sergeant. Okay. So at this point, you've been in the Marine Corps how long? Uh, five years. Okay. So five years in the Marine Corps. You've led junior Marines. You've given countless presentations. You've mm -hmm. spoken to people. You've given PowerPoints. You've led Marines. What I can't understand that I really want to what is it that all of a sudden things are different now because you're standing in front of an audience that's your peers, but you're talking about the Marine Corps like traits and the Marine Corps, mm -hmm. you know, like what is it that changes in this light? Cause I don't understand it because you were able to do it right. in the fleet Marine Corps about your MOS or your job, but now it poses a threat. It, it, like, can you kind of explain that? Because I don't understand it. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, it's uh, it's something that I th I think about often, really, uh, because I, I I honestly ask myself the same question. Because you know, when I left my my previous unit, I was the platoon sergeant, you yeah. know, of you know 30, 35 marines, and yeah. you know, it, I think that what it is is the expectation. I think that baseline as marines, we know the baseline of what is expected of us. I'm a, I'm a communicator. I'm a radio operator. So I know generally in the communication world, what is expected a hundred percent. But when it comes to things like public speaking or even just a, a new job or talking to people that I don't know, uh, that's what it was for me personally. I just, okay. it was hard to kind of fathom that these were people that I didn't, didn't interact with like i didn't i've known him for maybe a week yeah, yeah and well that's and that's the job of a marine corps recruiter you know what new people yeah i'm glad i asked that question <laughs> because it, it definitely gives me a different understanding right. i never thought about it like that right like these 35 marines that i lead every day like i know them like they're my marines like Mm -hmm. They, I've known them for months or years or however, be, whatever it be. And right. we're Marines. We share this commonality. Me being on recruiting duty, being in front of a school of people, like, I don't know them. Like, these are people <laughs> that I've never met before. So, like, right. I can, I definitely can understand that now. And I'm glad I asked that question because it's, it's always something that I'm like, bro, like, like, dude, you're a staff sergeant of Marines, man. Just make <laughs> right. it happen, bro. Like, and that's why yeah. I wanted to have somebody on to talk about it because, yeah. like, 
in my per, in my opinion as an extrovert i'm just like dude just do the damn thing like i, I don't yeah. get it <laughs> absolutely so um so can you talk a little bit about that though like what what does how did you get over that like how did you get over that anxiety like through brc like how did you get over that anxiety for anybody who's going to come out on beer it come out to brc and they're already having that overwhelming anxiety of like damn bro like i just got histed and now i gotta go talk to people that i don't want to talk to like how, how did you get over that uh well what i realized early on and this is the same and i think it's important for almost every single recruiter is is knowledge is power yeah. Okay. And as somebody that's introverted, um, just knowing as much as you can know brings that f- sense of being comfortable. So, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't like number one um, in, in my BRC class, but, you know, I, I scored above, above a 90 on every test, right? I, uh, you know, did as well as I could. Now, when it came to performance, uh, performance evaluations that was a little bit different and it was just repetition so i mean with that my first evaluation was them pausing the video uh, my instructor pausing the video and saying stop stop what you're doing you need to relax yeah but then again like that was somebody that i was comfortable with at that point because i you know it's been two months right Yeah, yeah um but with enough repetition going through each other performance evaluation, you start knowing what to say. You start at least having a baseline of knowing what to say and you just go through the motions and having that knowledge, which I think for a lot of, a lot of introverts is just, Oh, well, I don't know, or I'm not the, the best at this and I'm nervous about even opening my mouth. Yeah that's where it kind of stems. So I would say just, just the knowledge over time and trying to put as much effort as I could towards that is what helped me. Yeah. And like you're saying, like the repetitions, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people on recruiting duty hate role plays. They hate, they do. like, this is stupid. They don't work. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, bro, like, well, when you were, you know, I'm, I'm motor T and I deployed to Afghanistan when we were getting geared up to go to Afghanistan, you know, we were doing rock drills. And guess what? Every Lance Corporal was saying, all oh, these rock drills are stupid. You know, you're calm when you're, you know, when you're talking over the comms and you're trying to give a class about how to, what, what to say and what not to say, everyone's like, oh, this is retarded. Why are we doing this? Okay. Right. Well, it's because we got to get the repetitions in because when we actually have to do it, we're going to know what to do. And that's yeah. the biggest thing about role plays. Everybody hates doing role plays, but it's like, bro, but if we actually take role plays seriously and we really actually try to do the MC3 skill traits and we try to really do the skill steps and we get them down, then when we have to enable, we're going to enable. When we have to engage, we're going to engage. When we have to, you know, um, you know, talk about disinterest, when we have to address these different things, we will know how to do that because we've been preparing for it. And, you know, and it's like what you were saying too, like, I had this guy, and, and I'm sure this has happened to you. Um, I had this guy who was one of my recruiters, and I was trying to figure out how to get through to him. He's very introverted. And I was trying to get through to him, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to try something different. So it was Friday, doing training, as always. And I was like, hey, stand up in front of all of us and just talk about your car. Because he loved his, three, his 370Z. Yeah. 
So I was like, I was like, yo, stand up in front of us and just talk about your car. So he spent like 30 minutes talking, talking to us about his car. So then I was like, okay, transition to business. I was like, you just talked to this dude. You just stopped him. He has the same car. You saw his car, so you complimented it. And now you're talking about your car. And I'm like, okay, well, now transition to business. And and what was crazy, and I videotaped it, is that you would see, like, figure, like you would literally see his persona go from being all about the Nissan, the car and everything, to like, well, hey, man, I'm Sergeant so-and-so with the Marines. And then his face would change and his voice would change. And then you'd be like, bro, who the f- who the hell am I talking to? Like, who is right. like you just your whole body, like you just like morphed into some other person. And and it's just like he's like, yeah, well, because I'm, I'm uncomfortable talking about this. And I'm like, what the hell? So like it and it took forever for it. Like it took him like legit, like two years on the duty to finally in his third year start writing and and unfortunately like you know most people are gonna say like dude i don't got two years for you to write a contract bro like (laughs) so so what helped you you know leaving brc and graduating like you know how did your time start off like from you know from like leaving graduating brc checking in like how did your time start off like as an introvert like was it good was it bad was it hard like did you like what was going on there well i think it's uh it's a little bit different for for every person especially yeah. ones that yeah. are primarily introverted what uh, especially when we talk about prospecting activities, like what they're comfortable with. Some people, even as introverts, believe it or not, are more comfortable ACing, which mm. I, I don't quite understand that personally <laughs> uh, because that's that's one of my biggest biggest weaknesses. But you know, I I I love the phones, and that's what I stayed on. Um, but it was a combination of that and something that you know we talk about all the time as recruiters, and that's systematic recruiting. So I kind of hold on, hold on, hold on, stop, 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 stop. Hold on. I, I have to stop you immediately because, bro, uh, there's people out there that are recruiters. There's this thing called 8411s. And when you say yeah. the word, when you say the words yeah. telephone calls and yeah. you say systematic recruiting, immediately yeah. they're like, those two things don't exist. Okay. So Fair I love enough. it. So I, no, no, no. So I Fair love enough. it when I love it when someone like yourself says that because it's funny to me like all joking aside like it's funny to me like when on the page that we're a part of all i ever see people say is that tcs don't work and that dinosaurs (laughs) use tcs and 8412s are so out of touch because tcs don't work and then i have people like yourself come on to my podcast and literally say bro i love tcs and they work and then you say yeah. that you're systematic and you talk. So can you tell us a little bit about that? How do you use the telephone call systematically? Well, <laughs> I think that it was uh, it was kind of an evolution of things. So it started off that way primarily. And, and what it was is I just used what I learned, right? The basics of this is why we that's this is why we're systematic, right? Uh, you have your follow ups. You know, I came into a sector that had been only gapped for about two to three months. Okay. Okay. Um, and I had all this stuff on my plan. Like what, like who are these people Unallocated events and stuff like that. And I just, well, I have to do my follow-ups. So, you know, I talked to my staff too. I see my boss and it was like, okay, what, well, like, what do I do? What does this look like? And he kind of gave me a basic rundown and I just started it off like that. 
Um, and that kind of got me, it kind of got me into making those, those, those initial phone calls. Mm -hmm. And what that transformed into is, well, their, their, their objectives. And I was like, well, I'm going to give a hundred percent into this as best I can in this activity. And I did that and I kind of got lucky. I mean, there were people that previous recruiters had talked to seniors in high school. Well, then seniors in high school that had always thought about joining the Marine Corps. I mean, I got into the duty about April timeframe. So coming into May, we were working with the new seniors already. And that's kind of what I fell into. And then, um, you know, a gentleman, uh, Dylan Aceves, he was my first contract and he was one of those guys. He talked to every Marine Corps recruiter from the time he was in ninth grade until the end, uh, which is what happened. And then moving on into June, my second one was uh, a gentleman that was literally a follow-up. One of the first actual follow-ups that I got a hold of. uh, Wait a minute. Hold hold on. Hold on a second. I I am flabbergasted. You're telling me that your first two contracts were done based off of using MC3 and the follow-up. Yes. Who would have freaking thunk? Crazy, like, right? It's and that's the <laughs> thing about it, bro, is that like that's what kills me, bro. Is yeah. that like and I've said this in prior episodes, man, but I'm I'm glad to hear it like from you because I can say it a thousand times, and 8412 can say it a thousand times, your BRC instructor can say it a thousand times, but somebody on the street currently and everyone's like, because oh my god, bro, it kills me. <laughs> it I'm I'm so because it kills me so much because people tell me that I'm not on the streets right now during COVID and through dentists. So I don't understand things have totally changed, but then I have someone who's currently on the streets who says, bro, ITC and it works. And I systematically recruit and it works. And, and here's the thing you came out on the duty and you said, Hey, I was taught the basics. I'm going to use the basics and I'm going to sit at my desk and I'm going to conduct what's called the follow-up. And then you did it and it worked. And that's it. The other person, they come out on the duty and they say, no, no, that's stupid. It doesn't work like that. That's not how it's going to work. Well, then, of course, it's not going to work like that because you don't believe you're not putting in the effort for it to work like that. Belief is huge. Belief is so huge. So what would you say like your effort looked like, though? Like, how do you what I want you to tell me, if you can, is how do you make the telephone call work how like what's your trick what what do you do because a lot of people literally cannot make a telephone call effective so what would you say is like what your go-to like how do you kind of go through it well i think i think that it evolves over time and and it's honestly something that and to be completely transparent, it was yeah. what I started off with during my first year. And as I became more effective with other activities, I kind of didn't really stray away from it, but it's not something I did as much. But uh, baseline was, you know, I had a, I had an ARI that was filling in for the RI and he did my part and he was big on scripts uh, when we first hit the streets and we went by the scripts and he actually did my, uh, my par eval. And I was making a, I was making a phone call and I said something just 
out of the blue. It was something along the lines of just I engaged without having any rapport with the dude or whatever the case was. Yeah. But he was like, who told you to say that? Like, not being mean. He's like, who told you to say that? And I was like, nobody. He's like, well, what about what I gave you? I was like, there's a reason for it. And with enough repetition, you're going to have time to put your own spit on it when you become comfortable with it. But if you don't stick with the framework as it stands, because I mean, realistically, that's what this job is. It's framework after framework. And once you get the framework down, the art comes into play yeah. once you know that. Uh, and, and that was kind of really eye opening for me. And I stuck to that. I stuck to, I stuck to the script that I was given. It was broken down um, because this was coming right out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was broken down into the, the different scenarios. Yeah. Uh, whether you get a parent, applicant, whatever on the phone. Um, yeah. But that's and, that's what I focused on. Yeah, dude. And that and it's like and it's like anything, you know, like it's like fighting, you know, like if you fight the same person over and over again, you know that you're gonna get this thing. So you know you're gonna yeah. get a left hook. Okay, like well, let me dodge it, right? And that's the same thing with a phone call. Like you, bro, you hear the same, you hear the same, same stuff. the same problem from a parent, you hear the same thing from this person. And at this point, like if you haven't learned how to adapt to that, like then it's you. You're and I and one thing I always used to say to people, man, like people, you know, I had recruiters all the time, even myself, you know, like a kid would hang up on me or a parent would hang up on me, and, and I would say, Yo, they're a bitch. And then one day I looked at myself and I was like, No, I'm the bitch. I'm like, bro, I'm the one that's not understanding how to get around their disinterest, and I'm not figuring out how to keep them on the phone. It's not them, it's me. And when I started yep. looking at it like that, I was like, you know what? I need to get on the phone and I need to do better. And that's the thing. Yep. It's like I started trying to my, – my aim changed. I was like, you know what? Instead of me trying to get people to you know, to agree to an appointment, I just want to keep mom or dad on the phone for as long as I possibly can. I was like, let me – and I started to play a game out of it. How long can I keep mom talking? And then – what that did for me was it helped me build rapport with the mother and then get her on my side and then switch from this hostile mom that wanted nothing to do with me to now saying, you know what? I will give you my son's phone number or, you know what? He's in the next room. Let me go grab him. Because if you do that and you lighten the mom up, you schmooze her up a little bit, her, her whole demeanor changes because you know, the, you gotta think about it. Like I'm a parent. I'm, I'm a, are you, are you a parent? Yep, yeah, two little ones. Yeah, see, like, and that's the thing. A lot of people, I'm a very different recruiter now than I was when I wasn't a parent because now I understand, like, dude, and this is what people don't understand. Like, when you're single and you're not a parent, like, bro, you're a stranger that's calling my house to talk to my minor. Yeah. And, and, and then you're mad at me when I don't hand you the phone. And I'm like, yeah, here, go talk to them. Like, dude, you're a solicitor calling my house. I don't know who the hell you are, and it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you? So, like, if we don't break that wall down and we don't build rapport and we don't get them to truly understand, like, what we're doing here and we don't become a part of the community, well, it makes doing that activity so much harder. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, shout out to uh, shout out to my station commander, Sassar Anthony. Uh, but one thing, I work at a PCS, so he doesn't always get to see me work. Uh, as often as he would like, right? But 
uh, one thing that he tells me, and it's something that I even struggled to through like to this day. Um, and so I want nobody to <laughs> think that they're like alone in this, no matter how yeah, far yeah. you are along. But even at two years, something that he says to me often is don't, don't go around them, go through them. And, and what he really means by that is exactly what you're saying. Like talk to them, find out like, okay, Hey, no, like uh, what, what does so-and-so have going on? You know, just start trying to break down those walls Yeah. Uh, because if not, you're going to be making, you know, a, a bunch of senseless phone calls with little to no result. Yeah. Dude, it's and it's, you know, one of the things that we started doing, there was a, it wasn't my idea. I wish it was my idea. Like, I would love to take it and say it was my <laughs> idea, but it wasn't. There was a station commander in, in New Jersey that I worked with. I don't remember his name, but one day he shared in the group chat that they played TC Bingo. And I was like, I was like, whoa, how do we make that work? I was like, what? <laughs> so essentially, and it, dude, I'm telling you, man, it changed our lives. It literally, it was right when COVID hit and it made TCing, like it made it fun. And what we would do is we would take a, 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 wet, a dry erase board and we would, you know, make the bingo board. And each box was a different thing that someone would say on the phone. So we would come up with all these normal phrases like, not my son, or like, um, you know, oh, we'll call back or not interested or, oh, he's got a full ride. And we would write all of these different sayings in each individual box. And as you would make TCs, if the person said it on the phone, then you would cross out your that would be your your box and then you would get the box. But the only thing was, is that you couldn't triple stack. So like if someone said all three in one phone call, it didn't matter. Like you couldn't do that. So you just had to. So then so I started getting I started like goading people into saying like, thank you for my service. So I, I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, da, da, da. and my boys caught on to it. And they're like, bro, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't get people to hang up on you. Like one of them was like, like, if you get hung up on. So I would purposely get people to hang up on me. So I would get that one. And but dude, it made it made TC so much better because and and you know i don't want anyone to take this and be like oh but they're making a mockery out of it no it, it made it into a competition and then it also made us aware of these things that we all got and then we would listen in on how jerky got around it we would listen <laughs> into when Mara and that's another thing too when we would do tc power hours this is something i learned from my friend jackman he was like, he was in a neighboring RSS. He was like, bro, when you guys do TC power hours, he was like, when somebody gets on the phone, everybody hang up their phones and listen to what the other person is saying. So that this way, at the end of their conversation or through it, you can critique them and help them through the phone call. Because sometimes you get caught up and you're like, oh shit, what am I going to, or you get, you know, you start thinking ahead. <clears throat> and you you forget right. your train of thought. You don't know where to go. And if someone's like, if someone's right there with a whiteboard, like yo yo yo, she said this, you missed it. And now you know, and now we're helping one another. And that's the thing is that a lot of people don't help each other through to through TCs. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's uh, it's way too common because. <sighs> 
especially depending on the um, chemistry you have in your own office, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a hard thing to kind of get through, and and finding creative ways like that to get through it is is super important because I mean nobody nobody likes it. Yeah. Nobody likes sitting there and you know dialing number after number over and over again. Um, especially like I said, depending on your flavor as somebody that you know may or may not be introverted, yeah. right? Um, and one thing that I'll definitely take away from, from this is, is the power hour with the whiteboard. Like that's super, super awesome because I can't tell you how many times that people have just tried to mouth stuff to me. They're like, yeah, it's like, dude, what are you what saying? Are you, bro? What are you even, yeah. what are you even saying? Bro, I They're always, like, yeah, not help. Bro, in my right. in my office, I always had three. I I, I got them from from the, I got them from headquarters, man. I got the three the the big yeah. whiteboards, dude. And I always had right. three in the office, just so that like I could listen to my recruiters on the phone. And if mm-hmm. I heard something, I'd be like, yo yo yo, I caught that because they might they might not have they might have overlooked it or something. Right. And Absolutely. I would just quickly grab it and and I wouldn't interrupt their phone call because then I'm gonna take them away from the phone call. But then at the end of the phone call, I could diagnose the situation and be like, hey man, so tell me about what what this person said, and yeah. and maybe they missed it. And then you know, and that's the thing too is that. You know, especially in a telephone call or especially in an interview process, right? How many times do people give us things and we miss it? And we're like, oh, like, yeah, I didn't hear them say that. They said that. And you're like, bro, like they told you their priority need and you just kept going over it. Like, and they brought it back up and brought it back up. So that's why I always had a board and I would just like, boom. And, you know, and I'm a like I used to when I first started the duty, I hated note taking. But then I had this, I, I had a, a mass aren't uh, ARI who was like, bro, start taking notes. He was like, dude, just start taking notes. And he's like, even in your interview, he's like, just tell them like, hey, listen, you know, because some people might find it disrespectful. But he was like, just let them know, like, hey, the reason why I'm, make, I'm making these notes is so that I don't miss something that you may say that that's important to me. And I don't want right. to miss it, you know, so I just want to take these notes. <clears throat> so, so as an introvert, can you kind of just tell us? What are some things that's worked for you? Um, like how how you go into your day, or how you go into class talks, like, or how do you you know AC? Like, what what do you do that kind of helps the anxiety? Uh, well, you know that's a that's a really good question, um, and it's something that I I I honestly ask myself a lot because I know that I'm not the only person that feels like this, which yeah. is one of the small things that helps me because I know that I'm not alone. And I know that, you know, a lot of times the people that I talk to could also be the same, same kind of people. So I try to humanize it as much as I can. Uh, that everybody's going to have their different flavor on what makes them comfortable. So, you know, uh, whatever to my, to my 84 12s out there. Right. But, you know, whether, whether you're in, in civvies or you're in uniform, like it's going to make, each person feel a lot different, right? For me, yeah. uniform helps me because as an introvert, one of my issues is, is like confidence. Yeah. Um, so with, yeah. And with that, like it, it gives it to me um, and that, and just continuing to hype myself up, you know, like I said at the beginning, like that, it actually, it does work. And then just the repetition too, because there was time after time, when I originally first got on the duty where it was just kind of 
<laughs> disappointment after disappointment, excuse after excuse why I couldn't get like an AC contact or, you know, uh, why I didn't uh, set an appointment at, at one of my schools or, you know, whatever the case was. And it's, it's, it's a combination of who you really are as a person. Cause it's hard to really nail down because every, every introvert's going to have their own reason mm -hmm. uh, why, why they couldn't do something, but if so they care, you Go ahead. Can you, sorry. sorry. No, I'm sorry, man. But can you say sure. that again? Because I want to make sure that people understand that is what I've noticed in this conversation is that you're huge on accountability. And what in a lot of what you're talking about is being accountable, accountable to yourself, because you're yeah. saying you're saying like, dude, I would go back to my office and I wouldn't have AC contacts and I would just come up with these excuses. And then all of a sudden I started to realize like, well, actually, it's me and I'm not doing this. So can you yeah. kind of talk a little bit more about that? Because the reason why I want you to talk about that is because that's what recruiters do. That will, oh, yep. I'm sorry. That's what we as human beings do. We, yeah, we know absolutely. when someone's like, Hey, why didn't you do this? And immediately every reason under the sun. Oh, well, you know, I was, I was out for three hours ACing and there was nobody out there. I saw nobody. And it's like, so you're telling me that you were out there for three hours and you saw not one person Yeah, No, nobody. But when we go out right now, I see everybody. So like, can you talk about that? Like, how did you come to this realization that like, bro, I'm just making excuses and I have to switch this up. Uh, I mean, what it really started with was just not having, not having the results because I mean, regardless of what, people think about the standards in, in a particular AO of like, well, an hour should net you two AC contacts, right? Um, regardless of that, like not only do you see other recruiters doing it, but you kind of start to reflect back of like, okay, well, I seen this person and well, I didn't know if he or she was qualified, qualified, right? But I made a, I made some sort of snap judgment or I talked myself out of it. Right. Um, which happens, it happens. So it still happens to me to this day. So I don't want anybody to think that yeah, like, yeah, I'm the yeah, perfect yeah. person because this is a, it's a, it's a process that you have to just continually try to get better at and be more accountable of yourself. But that's what it happened. What happens? We talk ourselves out of it. And um, what I did was just, it was just drive. I mean, depending on the situation, and this still does happen to this day, is based on the situation that I'm in. Like I said, this isn't a, a fix-all, uh, <laughs> right? But there's a different attitude you have when you have nothing coming into tomorrow versus having something coming into tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but what that shows you as a person, like, oh, no, I have to, I have to figure something out. I have to make this work. It. Yeah. It can create desperation depending on who you are as a, as a person, right? But yeah. oftentimes, and what happened with me, is I found myself to be extremely successful. And now my, my, uh, my BP, my business percentage, is ACs. But that's – and wow, I'm an introvert, right? That's crazy. Like yeah. now primarily when we, when we look at it, it's over 60%, and that's my thing. Uh, which it, it still blows my mind to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, and, but I think, and I think from the conversation and that we're having, it sounds like you just built up your confidence through the telephone call, and then you realized, wait a minute, if I can do this good behind a phone, 
what could I do in front of somebody? And like, and that's what it like, because I'll be honest, it was the flip for me. Like me, I, I dude, my first two years on recruiting duty, like all I ever did was AC. I, I loved ACing. Like I would never, like I would make TCs, but like just to hit my objectives, like I'll be honest, right. like, like yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you need TCs, gotcha boss, like whatever. And I would go AC, like I'd be like, oh, you need appointments tomorrow, you need NWAs, boom, I got it. And then COVID hit and now I was a station commander and I knew how to TC, I just didn't like it. So now I was right. I was a station commander and I was like, you know what, man, like if I'm going to expect my Marines to make phone calls and be good at it, then I have to be able to be good at it and teach them how to be good at it. So I just got really good at making phone calls because at that point in the in life, it was the only opportunity we had. Right. Um, but that's awesome, though, that you that, that you kind of switched it up, man. But I, but what I what I also want to like kind of drive home too, though, is that like. Why do you care? Like, why do you, like, like, why do you care? And I say that because, like, one of the things you said, right, is that you saw other people returning with results, but you weren't. And that started to eat at you and bother you. Let's be honest. There's Marines that are on recruiting right now that are substandard and have been substandard for two years, and they don't care that they're coming home every night with nothing. So why do you why do you give a fuck? Like why why what was it that made you realize like dude like I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. I'm not being the staff sergeant or the sergeant that I need to be. Like what was it that kind of knocked that in your head? Well, uh you know, it's 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 a combination of a lot, but I would say that and uh, I'll give this disclaimer every single time. It really just depends on what's important to you. I mean, it's no different than, and I have this philosophy, which hopefully we could talk about this another time, but I have this philosophy that like, you know, as, as Marines, yeah. um, like we're supposed to care, like whether we volunteered or we didn't, right? Like we are here to do a job mm -hmm. and, even as hard as that job can be, we gotta bro. figure it out. And, and yeah, and like and, no, and let's talk about this right now, bro. Yeah. So here, so this is the perfect time to talk about this, right? Because and yeah. I want I really want to hear what you're gonna say. Was I'm 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 loving it, bro. That's exactly my thing, right? So I'll be honest. The guy, this guy that hit me up, asked me about the whole introverted thing, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, hey, man, you know, I haven't heard you do an episode about, you know, introvert, you know, how do, how do they make it work and stuff like that? I was like, all right, awesome. I was like, yeah, I'll get somebody on. Right. And my first one of the first things I said to this guy, I've never talked to him before. I said to him, it's a staff sergeant. And I texted, I messaged him and I said, hey, man, do you mind if I'm frank with you? Like, do you mind if I'm just straight shooting with you? And he was like, yeah, of course. And I said, hey, man, are you a father? He said, as I looked at his Instagram, because he was hitting me up on Instagram. And I was like, are you a father? And he said, yes, I am. And I was like, as I noticed this picture of him and his family and his kids. And I was like, bro, if your boss told you that tomorrow, if you didn't have appointments, you lost your job and you no longer had income and you couldn't take care of your family. Do you think that you would find an appointment? And, and I was like, so my challenge to you is that tomorrow you speak to 10 people. I don't, I don't, I was like, I don't, I don't care if you even have an appointment. I was like, I just want you to speak to 10 people. 
I was like, can you do that for me? And, you know, then he tells me, oh, I didn't feel good. And I was sick or whatever. And, and, and then the next day. So and but here's my thing, though. Right. And, you know, he's probably going to listen to this episode. Dude, I want everybody to listen to what Ant's going to say, because the reality of it is this, man. We are taught from the early ages of our Marine Corps careers in boot camp that no matter what you do, you grow where you're planted and you make shit happen. And now all of a sudden people get put into recruiting duty and it's okay to fail. And, and, and it's okay to be like, Oh, you know, I tried. So like, so what, what is your mentality on that situation? Like, yo, like I'm an, like, cause from what I'm understanding from you is yo, I'm an introvert, but guess the fuck what I have to be extroverted to make my job. Like I have to do it because this is my job in my position as a Marine right now. So, uh, you know, it, it just depends on who you are as a Marine because I, I care about, especially once, and sometimes this is bad, but especially once I get to know somebody, especially like my team, like there's no part of me that's not going to give everything I have to them because you know what happens when we're not making it? Everybody's working. It doesn't matter, especially depending on, depending on your station commander, right? Like things could vary, but in the position that I was in, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I, was not, I wasn't going to be that guy that ruined it for somebody else. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe I'm selfless in this aspect or, or maybe I'm not, I don't know, but I just, I just care a lot about uh, the, the livelihood of everybody else to a, to a point where I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be that dude. Like I'm yeah. not. And, you know, you talk about uh, like this gentleman that reached out to you, like speak to 10 people you know, shout out to uh, my RS that will not be named, but like yeah. that's our standard. That's that's our standard, though. Yeah, that's the standard that we've implemented, but it works wonders. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just I like I don't want to let the team know, and it's going to vary from person to person, yeah. and it's something that has to be developed over time. You can't just. And this is the probably the thoughts of a lot of introverts. You can't just come in and ex- have high expectations, which as an introvert, you would think that there's not a lot of high expectations. We think, oh, it's going to be it's going to be shit. Uh, we're not going to uh, I don't know how I'm going to talk to people, uh, but it's it's a process. It's chipping away bit by bit every single day from the day you get out here until the day you leave to get better at talking to people, to going outside of your comfort zone and being uncomfortable. And eventually, you know, maybe you won't be that guy that's a, a centurion or, you know, writing 24, 24 contracts a year or whatever. But over time, you're going to see the progression. It doesn't have to be you. So if there's anything that I can tell those guys that are listening to that, it doesn't have to be you, but as long as you know, and and by you knowing, like you're holding yourself 100% accountable or at least close to it, you know you're giving what it takes to give back to your team and, um, you know, throughout your time, 
then you're not you're not necessarily wrong. And yeah, if yeah. you're yeah. three, four months yeah. out here and you're substandard, then hey man, it is what it is. But as long as you're doing your part, man. then yeah. you're not you're not necessarily wrong. Yeah, no, and and you know what, like, and that brings a point, like, that I I always try to remind people too is like, bro, like, if you at the end of the day, if you're if you know shit can go to bed and lay down your head knowing that, like, bro, I tried to talk to everybody, I tried to freaking do this and I did this and I did this and it just didn't work, but like, legitimately, you did that and it really didn't work, like, that's a different story, right? But you know, but I I also got to be honest too, like. I think, and this is me just being real, man. I, I I think a huge part of this problem is that there's a lot of people who are substandard, but they don't get the training they need in order to be better. So that there's these people like we're talking about right now, like that are on a nut and they've been on a nut for like three months and now they're depressed that they're on a nut. And, you know, this one of the people that reached out to me, his, I don't remember his exact words, but. He essentially was like, bro, it, it, it tears me up inside that I went from the Fleet Marine Corps where I was phenomenally good at my job for eight years and now I'm in this new position and I'm horrible <clears throat> and I'm one of the worst in the state. And now and, and, and I'm trying to be better, but no one's helping me. And and I think that's the biggest problem <clears throat> yeah, is that is that we as and i'll say this you know when i was a station commander um you know i I think that as staff sergeants and as you know gunnies and as senior enlisted i feel like we fail our marines a lot of times when it comes to the training piece like we get so caught up in, in the mission and we get so caught up in the documents and all these other things that we forget that like bro like yeah this dude's you know a sunken chest wound but when was the last time we went out with that guy and we watched him area canvas like one of the guys that i was talking to i said to him he's on his three-month eval i said hey man let me ask you a question i was like has anybody ever taken you out area canvassing and just pointed at someone and told you to go talk to him right now and he was like no no one's ever done that and i'm like Wait a minute, you've been on the streets for three months and no one's ever told you to go just talk to that random person? And he's like, no. And I'm like, bro, like, so like that's not the dude that's he's being failed. Yeah. You know what's you know what's honestly crazy about that too is I was one of those guys. And and the the irony in that, right, is that like we've been talking about, like I was I was one of those guys first uh, first true uh ac contact that i got was an appointment and then and a dude who showed up like no shit showed up and turned to an interview and uh it blew people away like that wasn't like a thing yeah like that wasn't a thing that happened like oh wow you said an ac contact appointment on the spot and he showed yeah like that that wasn't a thing and it's it's super weird, but I didn't have anybody uh, that said, oh, go go talk to this dude. Yeah. It was a lot of, well, first of all, not being held accountable at that time uh, for, for the context that I did get or did not get. Um, because this was probably, I got April, April of 21 is when I got there. And this was around mid-June. Um, 
and it, it was crazy to a lot of people, but I had never seen that. I had never seen anybody say, Hey, go, go talk to that person. And I never had that sort of training myself. So that was something that kind of like that I've seen with other people kind of blew my mind. <laughs> Just like it blew your mind when he told you like, Hey, nobody said that to me. Nobody's, nobody's ever been out with me and done that. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, man. Is like if you really look at like across Mikrick, like that happens a lot. That there's Marines that are just like, oh, he'll figure it out, and and then it's also like, and then it's it's the same thing too. It's like, bro, you you expect this Marine, like especially for someone who's not extroverted, <clears throat> right? You expect this Marine who has no sales skills to just come out of the fleet and just start setting appointments left and right all right. willy-nilly like right. like like some you know some some gunslinger you know and it's like and you expect him to write two and two and two and two right. and then it's like you know what hey screw that that 369 that we're supposed to do like like and it's just like dude like what if we actually took training seriously and we took time to be with these marines and and that's the thing too like if if, if a marine is severely deficient in something and we know that, well, then what are we doing to help it? Like, you know, if, if you're yeah. deficient in telephone calls, is anybody sitting there with a whiteboard trying to help you become proficient at it? Yeah. I mean, and that, that, that brings up something that uh, myself and the other recruiters had a conversation about the other day is when you look at the numbers for a particular RS, right? Mm -hmm. And you have however many recruiters on a zero. Yeah. Uh, and let's say you have multiple from a particular RSS. What would happen, right? What would happen if you spent, and I know this may be hard, like I'm not saying that I'm an 8412 yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or I've been, been in that position, right? But what would happen if you spent two to three days consistently so you get around to every other recruiter or however many days it takes just for one station, which – Kind of goes against the systematic recruiting piece, right? Because I feel, and I don't know, but I feel like they do the same thing when they come out with C gap and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Right? They try to spread the love. But what would happen if you gave that focus and that energy into a single station with multiple recruiters on a zero or substandard and spent that time with your expertise mm -hmm. to just kind of figure out what's going on, like ask yeah. questions, explore with them, figure out what's going on and try to apply your best fix. Will it be the best fix? Who knows? Right. But what would happen? Right. Yeah. Like it, it could be the difference between, I mean, well, that's also, you know, like one of the things that I always said as well is like what, you know, like, um, and we, and we ended up doing this my third year, my, my, no, my fourth year, my last year on the duty, we ended up doing this and it changed everything. Um, we ended up doing sector training. And right. what they would do is we would have like the, like three neighboring RSSs who would come together on a Friday mm -hmm. and we would start doing training at like a local restaurant or at the office or whatever. And um, the guy that I'm going to have on on Friday, Ebok, um, he was an introvert. Right. And he started talking to my introvert in my office and telling him, hey, man, this is how I'm successful in my RSS. And these are the things that I do. And then they met up together and he showed him 
hey, like yeah. this is how I do my job. And I think that's a big part of it is that across – so we, we have the RS and then mm-hmm. we have the RSSs. And unfortunately on recruiting duty, you're told that it's an individual duty. And then yep. you become – let's just be honest here – RSS versus RSS. You don't give a damn about any other RSS. Oh. If they take my depth and holds, bro, I'm fighting you. And <laughs> and literally, like you get so angry and you don't care about the Marines to the left and right of you. Let's just be real here. And but if we didn't act like that and we actually did, like say, you know, we make mission and we're like a week out, you know, why not go help and find out, hey, why is this Marine deficient? Why is right. is this Marine going through what I went through a year ago? Is this Marine going through what I went through a month ago? And and I think a huge problem, and I think it's happening more and more as we talk, but I think a big thing is, is that there's not like a, none, there's not enough cross-pollination happening. And yeah. and that's why I created this right here, is because now you're on here, you're telling us, hey, this is what worked for me. This is what worked for me. This is how I grew on the duty. This is how I did this. This is how I did this. And now somebody who's introverted can come on here and listen to this episode and be like, oh, you know what, man? Like, I'm being a bitch. Like, I'm I'm not working as hard as I need to. I'm not right. doing my job. I'm not, you know, or maybe it is, you know, the, the lack of training. Like, there's a whole world when the different things that are happening. Um, yeah. and And there needs to be an understanding of like, Hey, what could it be? You know? Um, yeah. but I, but I, but again, I, I agree. Like, I think that, you know, I think that there's Marines that don't get a fair shake and there's Marines that don't, don't get enough training. Um, but at the same time, man, like, you know, I do understand that ARIs and RIs are very stretched thin, especially oh, because yeah. you know, like MRSs, MRSs are huge. You know, like you oh, have yeah. RSs that are, you know, states away from each other. Like there's, you know, there's some of them that cover different states yeah. and it's like, Hey, in order for me to go see this office, I have to fly there, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a, a, a battle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with, with us, I mean, you're looking at, you know, at least a, at least a two hour drive. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely understand that, but I think that, uh, a big problem that we have is just like it's outside of what is the norm for most of us that have been on recruiting duty like i've had what we call cross-pollination like training right mm-hmm. uh whether we do uh virtual um all hands uh with another rss where we we go to their office because it's like 20 minutes away or you know what whatever the case may be but it's not something that is as normalized to us uh, because we don't care about, you know, them on a day to day. We care about us. We care yeah. about, you know, me and mine, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't happen enough. But, you know, I think that there's a lot of value in it. And, you know, there's probably you know, I don't know the numbers. Nobody really does. But there's probably a person that's like me or at least at least similar and probably you know, most RSSs. And I think that it could be valuable to just have those conversations, but it's not really something that, unless you're going to provoke it in your particular yeah. area, it's not going to be something that's really promoted or, you know, initiated by anybody, but like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it. But you know what? And that's the thing too, is that like, you know, I had, I had somebody say this stuff that, uh, a while ago, I said this to them. Um, 
And I was like, you know, at all hands, we go through the doctrine, which is 100% we need it, right? It's, yeah. This is the Marine Corps. We need doctrine. We need to know how things work. But one of the things that I had said was, you know, at all hands, like, why don't we let the sergeants and the staff sergeants and the recruiters with guided discussion have moments where they can talk about what they're going through and how they're getting through it? Because right. what what's going on in RSS so-and-so, it may not have happened where I am, but it may happen in a couple of months. And I'm and I may just not be prepared for it. But if we're at right. all hands and we're all together talking about what we're battling and what we're facing, whether it's mental health or whether it's the duty, <coughs> right? This way we can talk about it. And the and the person was like, Oh, well. You know, what's stopping you guys from doing that? And it's like, well, you are because you have this plan. And then we're here from 8 a.m. until 4 o'clock. And then at 4 o'clock, like, we're all done. And we're either going to go back to the office to work harder or we're not. So, <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's not something that it's and it's attempted, right? Like, I see it attempted with. You know how we try how we try to do training, right? Yeah. Um, with trying to get everybody involved and interacted and with you know other people in general. Yeah. But I think that there's just not I think it's just an attempt. Yeah. I don't think there's enough passion into into the value. And yeah. I think that that's that's the real problem is I don't think that a lot of people, regardless of their intent, right, see a lot of value. Um and in doing it because of whatever other agenda, like maybe there is something we have to take time for yeah. that's more and more pressing or more important, you know. Uh, yeah. and, and that's just well, that's not going to change. Like, there's yeah. always going to be yeah. something like that, but I think that it would change just a little bit, and maybe there would be something else yeah. uh, that we could do to kind yeah. of try to implement something more like that. Like, yeah, we got all hands once a month, but. If you think that a singular, I'm not advocating for Saturday work or even, you know, uh, <laughs> even uh, just straight up training on a whole Friday. But I think that potentially, I don't know, but I think potentially the benefits could outweigh the cost that it takes, especially if, I mean, if your whole RSS between the whole RS is working on, on that day, anyways, like, well, what is it going to hurt? Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just, just spitballing. Just yeah, what, what no, I, really yeah, think I think it could be a benefit. Yeah. I think, I, I think it could, man. I think it could definitely give value. Um, so we're hitting a, an hour right now. Um, so yeah. my last question for you, man, really sure. is just what advice do you have? for the person who is you know maybe they're three or six nine six they're in that three to six nine um mojt and they're still feeling the effects of being an introvert like they really just don't understand it like what is there any like um books you've listened to podcasts is there anything that's helped you on your endeavor into becoming better at this (laughs) and what and what advice do you have for them well, uh, I think just to put it plainly, I think that uh, just a lot of introspection of who you are as a, as a Marine, as a man or woman, uh, is, is probably the first step. 
uh, because right then and there, you're going to know if you're going to be able to put forth the effort necessary. Um, and then the the second piece to that is just, you know, we talked about per, per, perfecting the craft, right? But just putting in those repetitions and doing the uncomfortable things like role-playing. Like I used to hate role-playing too, like a hundred percent, but now I'm, I'm the hugest advocate for it because I know that it helps and just believing. And once you, once you kind of put those uh, it's the gaff factor, right? It's the, the give a F factor, right? The gaff uh, knowledge, and then just not uh, letting people down. And then you come into it with as much confidence as you can, which sounds ridiculous from an introvert. But like I, I come home most days mentally exhausted because it's hard to do it, right? But I'm out here doing it. And I've been told like, wow, you're really good at talking to people. I was like, oh, you don't even, you like you don't even know. Like, sure. Maybe that's true, or maybe you think it's true. Yeah, but you, you but don't, I, even, but I you don't know what this is causing you. Right don't now. even know. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just it, gaining as much knowledge as you can and um, believing. Yeah, because if you believe in something, you will you will preach about it like you're the preacher man at church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's maybe Bro, that's I, what we're missing. I don't know. Yo, I, I gotta be honest, man, and that'll be my my ending thought, man. Unless you have anything else, but like, I, that's one thing I've I've said since day one, man. Is I think that, in my opinion, I think that's a huge thing that's lacking in the recruiting world. Is a lot of people just don't believe in what they're talking about. They don't believe it anymore. Like you know, there's a lot of people that maybe you know they. They, they just came back from a bad unit or, you know, they they feel like they've been cheated by the Marine Corps or they've got, you know, effed over. And now they're like, oh, well, now I got to go talk about this thing that I hate so much. And it's like, dude, if you believe in it or you re reaffirm your faith and you find yourself, in, you know, in love with the Marine Corps again and you, you return, you know, to it, it's the truth man like if you if you do not believe in what you're talking about it makes it that much harder to talk about it and you know so just have the knowledge so this is what i've received through this episode yeah. have the knowledge perfect your craft repeti repetitions and belief like that's the four major points that I've gotten out of this episode, man. And, and I really appreciate it, bro. I thank you so much for the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it really means a lot, you know, when people come on here and kind of just share, you know, what they've been going through and, and, and um, you know, the exhausting hours because we know that it is. So when anyone comes on here, man, especially being on the duty currently, like I know what it takes yeah. for you. You know, right now you could be with your family or whatever it is. But right now you're, you know, taking time out with me. So I appreciate that, brother. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you have anything else before we hop off, man? Uh, I would say that the very last thing I have, and it's something that I use every day, and it's something that every single recruiter that watches this can use is I boast about being an introvert through every, every interaction, whether it's a TC, whether it's an AC, HV, during the beginning of an interview, I am an introvert and I'm doing this. I'm being uncomfortable mm -hmm. 
because I care about this mm. and what that and what that will end up doing for you, or at least what it does for me is it just, it breaks down a lot of walls. It makes me feel comfortable, which is what matters most to an introvert. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like either the confidence just flows or you're just happy to be Ooh. there. Bro, you just got me, man. You just yo. Know, I feel like I feel like I'm on the other side of a table right now getting right. benefit tagged, bro. Yeah, like, whoa, it works. It yo, because it's but it's true though. It is so it true because no you're way. the product right now, and that's what I always tell people, man. Is like, yo, and people get mad at me, like, bro, you are the product. Like when people are like, oh, I don't have product knowledge, motherfucker, you are the product because yeah. you're you're sitting here slinging these tags talking about confidence talking about leadership and you're like bro i'm an introverted mother effer and i'm sitting here telling you that you don't have to be and you can be <laughs> just like me and why just am i like being me. and why am i being that way i'm being that way because i'm helping you change your life just like somebody years ago changed mine and and now helping you no longer and that's the thing too is like yo once an introvert always an introvert like it's just yep. who you are but that doesn't mean that you have to allow it to control yourself man so i appreciate everything you said bro you got me hyped now. um bro oh, I, thank you so much man <laughs> hey have a good rest of the day bro enjoy yourself yeah. um and good luck with everything bro and and i hope um i'll definitely have you on again for other topics i truly yeah, appreciate this brother and uh, have a good rest of the night all right yeah i appreciate being on man all right thanks a lot